Morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A few of you up early already. Great to see Brendan on already. Good to see you, mate. Kylie, great to have you here. Jeff, on the light, on, on the night shift, Jeff. Mate, it's always a bit of a bugger to get uh, to recover from the night shift. My dad and brother did the uh, mining night shift stuff for 20 years. Kelly, good morning to you. Joanne, there you are. Hey, great to see you, folks. Welcome along. I'll do the little uh, intros and bits and pieces while things are warming up. If you didn't already know, most of you do, though. If you're brand new, uh, popping by. If you're new to our mentoring and coaching program, uh, if you found us randomly on the World Wide Web or the socials, welcome. Jason Witten is my name. There you go, down the bottom. Been uh, property investing for well over 20, I think we did it the other day, 25 years or something. Um, across Australia and New Zealand, and uh, along the way, done a few things personally, and done a few things professionally. Coaching well over uh, you know ten thousand property purchases, and uh, our clients own and own today over ten thousand properties today. And uh, you know when you have a few things you can look at. And a few things you can get some experience on. Sometimes you learn some things if you pay attention. So that's what I've been doing for the last little while. Each morning we get together, have a little wealth coffee chat during the week. For anyone who's interested, anyone who's mad keen about property investing, just like me, maybe just like you, we hang out and we talk about what's going on daily because you know why? Why do we talk daily? Because the media madness the fear and ignorance about understanding money and investing and especially real estate and property uh, is rife. And, uh, you know, part of what I love to do is help everyone just chill out and understand what's important and what's not. We've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Property investing is slow. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. And if you think it is, you're in the wrong place, folks. But I can tell you what. If you buy something and keep it, I, I say this, buy well, do not sell. Own good real estate forever. Minimum 15 years. 20 is better. 30 is awesome. You know, you'll be blown away by what your wealth looks like. The challenge is, folks, the challenge is, what's the challenge? The damn challenge is that uh, we all start out getting into this thing and, uh, Along the way, there's twists and turns, there's interest rate rises and decreases and there's changes in laws and taxes and there's mad politicians and there's all sorts of stuff, isn't there? That's why I think this sort of thing, hanging out each morning, connecting, understanding what's going on. That's why I think coaching and mentoring, hanging out with people who want to achieve something just like you is vital. Anyway, there you go. A little bit of a rant, a little bit of a plug. First thing, hey, what happened last night? Tell me in the chat. Who was who watched it? Who watched it? Did anyone sit there and watch it? I did. Fenton did. Me and Fenton were texting each other. Uh, we do it so you don't have to, by the way. <laughs> what went down last night? Uh, the race that stopped the nation. Well, no, probably half the, half the nation didn't even know. 
Uh, most most people. Yeah, was it the budget, <laughs> Alison? It was the budget. It was the budget. Yes, something that. Um, well, it's a bit of a spectacle, isn't it? Really, um, but anyway, uh, we're not going to talk about it deeply today because Fenton and I are going to get together, do a bit of a debrief on the budget. Also, Anthony and uh, Daniel, you know our guys inside of Positive uh, at Positive, the tax team, they're going to get together and talk about it as well. Well, there wasn't much really going on when it come to the world of property investors. Hey, first home buyers got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of relief where first home buyers can join now with friends, family, or any random stranger to buy a property. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, if you haven't owned a property for 10 years, even if you've owned one previous, now you qualify for some support. I think that's a great initiative. That's a great initiative. It, it certainly helps single parents um, from divorces get back into the market. Great initiative. I think that's wonderful. Uh, but what was the record, folks? Does anybody know? Listen, we broke a record again. Aussies, we're smashing records everywhere when it comes to the world of real estate. Smashing records. Does anyone know what record we broke, folks? What record we broke on the back of on the back of um, a surprise. Anyway, were you paying attention? Did you know? Have you seen? Does anybody know what record the Australian public broke, helped break, helped the government break of recent times? It was, it was the opposite, actually, Luke. Government debt. Well, yeah, I think we've got record government debt floating around. But what happened to our budget? Does anyone know? Check this out. Check this out. I I, I got it on here. But anyway, let's read it out. The Australian federal budget is projected to record. Oh, there it is, Josh. Boom. A record surplus. A record surplus. This financial year, which would be the first surplus in 15 years. Check this out. This is thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Josh. We got uh we got two uh now. Here's the rub. Don't go away. Here's the rub. I'm going to ask you this in a second. So, um, first surplus, $4 billion this financial year, first in 15 years uh, projected. There we go. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, has revealed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, tonight's budget that the 22-23 bottom line reached a surplus despite the projected $78 billion deficit in the coalition's March budget. Folks, I don't know about you. Does that not <laughs> boom? Dan, Danny, Danny, Danny you, you stole my punchline, brother. <laughs> I tell you what, look at this. How's this? Okay. The government says, you know what, folks? You know what? You know, 12 months ago, they said, oh, we're, we're stuffed. We're stuffed. $78 billion deficit. We're in a we're in a real strife, right? So you'd think, you know, <clears throat> how do they miss? How do they go from a seventy-eight billion dollar deficit to a four billion dollar surplus and not know? You reckon that's how you would run your financials? Do you reckon that's how you would run your property? Right? You go, oh, you know, it's going to be seventy-eight thousand dollars negative cash flow. Oh, oh, you know what? My property actually turned out. $4,000 positive cash flow. Oh, that's not too bad then. 
Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yep, yep. And then, you know, deficit after that. 140, where's the deficit after that? $78 billion. Anyway, there you go. Who knows? I reckon there might be a bit of jiggery-pokery going on with the numbers there. Um, but, uh, you know, a bit of self-fulfilling uh Self-fulfilling prophecy when it comes to, you know, them beating their chest. Record employment, you know, less unemployment. Exactly. So we've got it. You got it, Josh. Uh, thank you to the Australian public. Thank you. Uh, the government got us in the rubbish in the first place. Poor fiscal policy. Um, but you know what? You know what happened? We got some record taxes from individuals, record personal income tax, record personal income tax. Well done, Australia. Well done, Australia. There you go. Um, what can we do about it? That's what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, I think it's, I think it's uh, something that we're, that's worth talking about. Check that out. $325 billion, billion, dollars, billion dollars paid in personal income tax. What can we do about it? Well, we can do plenty, folks. Tell me in the chat. Do you want to know about what we can do about that? Because as property investors, I think we have a bit of an unfair advantage. Let's not call it unfair. That's that's uh, it's it's an advantage that is applicable to anyone who invests. Let's say property investors are able to do something great. So let's talk about that. That's what I want to talk about today. We just as a collective paid record taxes and can we can we do something about it and the answer is yes absolutely we can yeah yeah all fixed cook the books well all i can say folks is i don't think any business on the planet would survive if they projected um, if they couldn't tell what was happening in the future, and nor would you as a property investor, I don't know, I think I'm going to lose $84 billion. Oh, wait a minute. I, I didn't lose any money. I made some. Anyway, there you go. But can we do something about it? About it? We paid record taxes, um, and as a property investor, there are ways, there are things that are available to us as investors that we can manage the tax that we pay, the personal tax we can pay. And um, I think we should be smart about how we do that. If the rules apply and, and we're taking action and we're doing what we're doing, we can do that. Personal income tax, how can we reduce that? Our own income tax, we're going to talk about that in a second. Number two, what are the other taxes, folks, that uh, we uh, get the privilege, get the privilege of uh, paying when it comes to real estate. Well, there's two that we give to the, the government, the, the, the national government, our income tax and our uh, CGT, capital gains tax. But it, does everyone know, just so we're all on the same page, there's actually, there's actually no such thing as a capital gains tax, by the way. There's a capital gains calculation and then the tax that you pay is at your personal income tax bracket or where whatever if the if the income ends up in a company or a trust or an individual you pay it at your level right so there's no such thing as the tax but anyway 
that's a bit confusing. Just so we know, again, gets funneled into our personal income. If you're a PAYG, if you've got a job, a career, you work for someone else, and you pay income tax on that anyway. So those two we give to the national government. We can do something about that. Let's talk about that in a minute. Number three, uh, good old stamp duty. We give that to the state government. You know, they have their clause in you as well. And what else do they uh, have a little look at? Well, land tax. So they're the four taxes, folks. They are the four taxes that you and I uh, in our investing, our property investing, can minimise legally, uh, and we should. We should, right? That's yeah. So we've just paid record taxes. We've done our bit. We've done our bit. You've done your bit. I've done mine. Let's talk about this. Let's have a little look at what that might look like. What I'm going to do is show you just a little example right now of what happens, how much tax we do pay. Let's have a look at this little calculator here. If I put in, um, you know, an average income of, let's say, $100,000, we would be paying, including the Medicare levy, 24000 close to 25000 Now, that brings in your average tax rate at 25%, even though you might be in the tax range up here. Now, a lot of people get confused on this. You actually paid 25% tax, but you were in the 32% tax bracket, okay, because we have other thresholds and so on. I'm not going to dive deep into that today, okay? But how can we manage that as an investor and how can we minimize our taxes? I'm going to just focus on our income tax, this one today. How can we focus on or minimize our income tax well, when we buy and own property and real estate, we get the ability as an investor to offset, to use depreciation uh, to manage our taxes, folks. And how does that work? Let's have a quick look at what uh, is going on. I just chucked a simple uh, property in here for calculation purposes. Simple property, 750 I've got some equity that I'm using, so I'm borrowing down here 102%. You can see the number. I got a 5.5 interest only loan. You guys know that the first three to five years, depending on your strategy, you usually do interest only. Uh, 750 rent, um, and it's a brand new property. Oh, I'm doing something. It's a brand new property. I've put a combined income of 150 of a couple. Uh, CPI, 3%, but that, you know, at the moment, just don't worry about that. That's uh, a long-term average and then, you know, 4% for capital growth. There's probably a bit more, a bit less, whatever it is. But the point is, this one here is the point, the depreciation, you can click on this uh, little calculator here and we can go to a website called BMT Tax Depreciation. It's very good. This is where you can go and calculate or get an understanding of, minimizing your tax or the depreciation on a property. Now, a couple of things here I just want to point out. This is uh, a house, Brisbane, the, the tax rate, um, the tax rate in here, and you've got over here, you know, the maximum close enough to $20,000. A really nice property that you've, per- you've, you've bought brand new and built, okay? Calculate that. And what happens is you get to depreciate 
20,000, 18,000, 16,000, 15,000, and so on over the, it's actually, it's over the lifetime of the property, um, 40 years of the property and so on, bit different pieces. Um, but uh, that's how it works, right? So let's go back and have a look. One little thing to point out here, folks, Just I just want everyone to see this because what's important to understand is if you purchase this property, if it's only – if you are the second buyer of a property now, they changed the depreciation rules in 2017, right? You can see um, in 2017. Um, so if you change that and you're the second owner – the depreciation over here, you can see plant and equipment. Can you see the zeros, folks? See all the zeros over here? That now um, is a significant amount of – it halves, basically. The depreciation halves 50% less for a second-hand property. And the older it is, if it's 10 or 15 years old, folks, you know, um, that would be nothing, Okay. So depreciation and tax deductions work on brand new um, way more effectively than older property, okay? That's changed. That's not coming back. Uh, That will stay around for a long time. The government wants to, uh, needs to stimulate the construction of brand new property, folks. They need to stimulate brand new property. Anyway, let's get to where we're going, which is how can I minimize my tax? What happens here? We purchase this property. We go and have a look at what our cash flow looks like, and this is how it comes out. Now, every single one of you can download this calculator on our um, in the uh, in the Facebook groups. If you're in the Facebook groups, the calculators are co- connected, uh, and we go. All right, we purchased the property. We've got a loan amount. Uh, we've got our rent coming in. We've got our expenses going out, and Pre-tax, we're negative $10,000 pre-tax, right? So you're like, oh, I'm going to put ten grand in. Well, if you follow the process of getting the depreciation done, the total deductions, and you get your tax refund, as you go, P-A-Y-G, as you go, you get your tax as you go, you get $9,000 back in tax, which is fantastic. That makes the property just a smidgen negative, after all said and done, $24 a week, doesn't take long for the, either the rent to go up or the interest to go down for that to be positive cash flow into the future. What does that do? Let's go back over here. We'll bring this home right now. That property offset. So we've got $20,000 worth of offset. And just have a look down here, folks, at the bottom where it says income after tax, right? So what happens is... If we go over here and we get $20,000 worth of offset, what happens is it reduces, did you see that? Reduces the amount of tax we pay. If I put that back to zero, $24,000, $75,000 after tax. So if you get a number of properties, let's say three or four, you've got $20,000 worth of offsets, property offsets, boom, you get $95,000 in income in your pocket and the amount of tax you pay, the real cash you pay, five grand, right? That reduces your tax, folks, significantly when it comes um, to tax time. Now, we didn't have a lot of time to go through that today, but hopefully that made sense. As a property investor, 
You can buy property. You can own it. You've got some tax offsets. It's bringing in rent. It's bringing in capital growth over time. And you get some bonuses, which is some tax minimization. So, you know, after paying our share of record taxes, folks, um, if you're a property investor, you can get out there and minimize legally the taxes that you're paying. And uh, I'm a big fan of just, you know, uh, if you want to consume something, I, I like the GST. I like GST. I think that's a, a great tax. If I'm going to buy something, I'll pay my taxes when I buy it. Uh, and if I don't want to buy it, then I shouldn't be paying my taxes on it. There you go. Hopefully that makes sense. Danny's asking, there is a time period I can move out of my PPR and not pay capital gains tax. Yes, Danny. We could get onto that one. We can talk about the other taxes for sure. Capital gains tax is a good one to discuss. Um, there you go. And um, if, if you uh, are in your own home, Capital gains tax-free on that one when when and if you sell it. If you move out of your principal place of residence, Danny, and you uh, don't buy another principal place of residence, then it's six years to either sell it or move back in at this moment in time. If you do go and buy another one, you've got two years to sell it before um, before you pay capital gains tax on that other one. So there's some things in there. Um, as you go um, there, there and, uh, you know, have a bit of a look at that one as you're rolling, okay? So there you go, folks. As you're rolling along, make sure you have a little look at what you're up to and, uh, you know, understand how to minimise our taxes. Um, and, Danny, if you got if, – if you want to know more about that, we'll do a couple more um, the, as, as you roll along. And uh, – um, away you go. Um, there, that's it, folks. Uh, we've got uh, we're out of time. Eight thirty-five. Plenty to talk about when it comes to taxes. Join me tomorrow. We'll have another chat, and we'll do the uh, we'll do it again. Thanks for joining, team. Good to see you. Let me know if there's any other things that you want. Uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Philip should go. Yeah. Uh, there you go, hey? Record. We've got record taxes. Uh, we've paid record taxes. There's a surplus, and they're still jamming us with uh, interest rate rises, okay, um, uh, along the go. Uh, someone is saying, okay, pre-tax. Um, depends on what you're doing. We, when, it, when, when it comes to your interest, folks, if you're paying principal and interest, your principal payment is not a loss, Okay, and this is where everyone gets confused. If you're making a principal payment, if you're on principal interest, not interest only, then that principal payment is a contribution to reducing the debt. So that's that's not a loss. That's not a cash flow issue. Uh, it's not a it's not a loss that you can claim. It's not a cost or an expense. You can't claim a principal uh, payment. That's why when we say in the first three to five years go principal uh, interest only and make sure you manage to stack up your tax deductions to cover things into the future. Anyway, there you go, folks. Done and dusted. I'm just rabbiting on now. All right. Adios, team. Good to see you. All right, team. That's it. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Remember, this thing's marathon, nice sprint. Take some time. If you need some help, 
give a shout out, give us a reach out. Um, myself and the coaching team are here for you. All right, folks, take care. And uh, that's it. Bye for now. Cheers. Cheers.